Attention all civilians. You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I'll tell you, if there's one thing that is constant in our world and will be constant forever, it is change. And people have such resistance to change. I know when I was a kid, my mother said, oh, people don't change. You oh, looked wow. down at your feet and they were stuck in cement. <laughs> I don't know. I think people change. Here's a great, um, this is what you call change victims. This is a great paragraph out of the book that we have a guest here today, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. Change victims. Even indecision is a decision. Each time we face change, we make a choice to either be proactive or reactive. The hard truth is that reactive and proactive approaches are not equal choices, and they will not create equal outcomes. When we react, we respond as victims rather than top performers. Change victims get trapped in six reactive dead ends. Worry, deny, resist, retreat, blame, and break. As you can well imagine, none of those are fancy places to land. The book is called The Top Performer's Guide to Change and uh, Essential Skills That Can Put You on the Top. The guest is Barbara Kay, which we welcome to the show. How you doing, Barbara? Well, I'm not as warm as you are. I'm in Chicago. It's <laughs> frigid right now. Well, what's the temperature? Um, I don't know immediately what it is, but when I at the moment it's in the evening now. But when I got up this morning, it was about minus ten. Oh, yummy! Oh, and Chicago has had about forty-five inches of snow this winter. So everybody in Chicago is ready for a change, and it's called. <laughs> SPR, in case you weren't listening, S-P-R-I-N-G. <laughs> Daffodils and, and birds and grass, but unfortunately it'll be a little while before we see that here. Can you relate to that, Charmaine? Oh, do not miss it. No, thank Charmaine you. was raised in Minnesota. She It's like, you know, never got her feet warm some years. So why don't you talk a bit, Barbara, about change victims? You know, um... I think all of us really struggle with change. I have a lot of clients now who are going through tremendous amount of change, and it it is a struggle for everyone because it's just a shock. Somehow we have this fantasy that things will never change, and they do, and we can't ever seem to get used to the fact that things are going to change quite suddenly and quite unpredictably. Uh, so the problem is not that it happens, and the problem is not that we are surprised, the problem is when we get stuck in not moving forward after we are surprised. 
And I think for many people, they just spend their time worrying or blaming or looking, casting about, looking for reasons why they can't move forward instead of focusing their eyes forward. And it isn't so much, you know, like you say, everybody's going to experience change. And it isn't so much that when you get startled that you maybe take a pause. The big problem is when you stay there. Instead of going, okay, and you kind of shake it off, and you go, okay, we need to move forward, what does that look like? Yep, and and people are going to do that differently. Some people are going to hit the ground running, and then they're going to get out of breath and need to take a break a little bit later. Other people are going to take a big pause at the beginning, but then they'll gather their resources and they'll move ahead. So, So you shouldn't necessarily look to people around you and think, I have to do it exactly the way this other person did it. Yeah. But you, need to, you really need to um, think, how can I do it in a way that will get me moving forward? <clears throat> and I have a really good example of that if you want to hear it. Sure. Um, our family recently had big change in our life. And in August, our uh, 16-year-old son, who is three days away from turning 17, was diagnosed with type 1, which used to be called juvenile diabetes. Wow, that's and big. That is big, and it was complete shock, and it was discovered on a regular doctor exam. We had no clue, and he had no symptoms. And, you know, he is a, is a jackrabbit and responded really rapidly <clears throat> and took that in, in, in charge and just went with it. Uh, he takes after me, and I'm a jackrabbit, so I went just as fast as he did. My darling husband, who I've been married to for 24 years. He's not a jackrabbit. He's not a jackrabbit. (laughs) And he's going, wait, let me adjust. He's more of the tortoise and the hare story. He's more the tortoise, but that's not a bad thing. No, it anchors the jackrabbits, actually. Frankly, you know, the jackrabbits get tired after a while. Yes. And, uh, you know, the tortoise is still chugging along like the Energizer Bunny when the jackrabbit has gotten tired and needs to take a break. Tortoise has its home with it, plods along, takes a little nap, and keeps on going. He's stable all the way. That's right. And so one of the things that's really important when people are in change, among others, family members, coworkers, uh, peers, friends, is to not expect that everybody is going to react the same. Mm-hmm. and allow people to go through the process, even the grieving Good process point. and the adjusting process, a little bit differently and not be destabilized by the fact that not everybody's doing exactly the same way. As a matter of fact, you know, my husband couldn't come come hit the ground running as quickly as my son and I, but I needed him to give me support when I started to get tired. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Barbara A.K., author of, co-author of, The Top Performer's Guide to Change. I believe that change, to to cope with change, it demands like maybe five uh, areas of us to be players in. One is maturity, versatility, accountability, resourcefulness, and then transformation. So I just want to say that again. To cope with change demands our maturity, versatility, accountability, resourcefulness, and then transformation. 
Any comments, Barbara? Well, I think you're absolutely, absolutely on right uh, on target. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I think is so powerful in change is um, that versatility aspect because um, we all like to make plans. And so we, we get our little plans together and we think we're going along and lo and behold, something changes again. <laughs> Why are we laughing? We know that one. <laughs> Go ahead. That's very good. And so it's almost like playing a game of tennis where if you're a really good tennis player, you're constantly on the balls of your feet because you're having to move back and forth very quickly and respond very quickly to where the ball is hit to different areas of the court. Another way of saying on the ball. On the ball. And, you know, it takes a fair amount of energy to do that. It does. It takes quite a bit of energy. So if people are in change and they're feeling a bit tired, that's totally okay. You ought to be tired. Guess what? Playing tennis is really exhausting when you do it well and you've got a ball coming at you all over the place. Yeah. So I think sometimes people make the mistake of feeling like, well, this ought to be easy or this ought to be a piece of cake for me. You know, performing well and succeeding at change is not easy. It takes effort, and it's okay if it feels like that. Yes, it's called you do the best you can and then you rest. That's right. Yes, otherwise you burn out. That's right. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize... Uh, the extra energy it takes to uh, change or transform or to start a new way to be. It takes way more energy than just a normal day. Well, a lot of that is because you're really shifting, I believe, is because you're shifting your identity. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you're. it's like a baby growing, you know. They can't do a lot of extra a lot of times because they're growing. They're growing. And if we're growing on a psychological level, which also equates uh, physiologically, then all that cellular change is happening also. We're growing. And that's where I loved your comment about resources because um, people really need to be able to tap into those resources to get the energy and support that they need. It's um, one of the things that struck me when I wrote the book was that people have done, uh, psychologists and sociologists have done a great deal of research on people that they call thrivers. And thrivers are folks that um, have had horrific experiences, much more difficult than the average person, and yet have thrived from um, childhood and even into young adulthood. And what they found is not one person that was successful at thriving did it as a solo operator. Nobody was a lone ranger that was successful. Every single thriver had found connection points and people who could be supporters and mentors. And they used those people to help them move ahead, which I thought was um, quite astonishing that it was yep. so universal and consistent. Yep. And I bet those thrivers didn't have people around them that were, as you say, their connection points that were negative? Well, I think they had negative people around them because they were in horrible situations. Some, uh, some of these drivers were young children in very, very um, uh, abusive and bad situations. But what they did is they latched on to that positive mentor or that positive helper. So they didn't let the negative people around them drag them down. And they made sure they used the positive resources they had around them instead of 
um, focusing on the negative. Exactly. Boy, sometimes it seems like a war. Uh, you know, is the positive going to override the negative, or is the negative going to override the positive? I- and and it can be um, a discipline to not pay attention to the negative. I mean, how yes. many of us have a, a, a perfect day where things don't go wrong? I never do. It also uh, requires us to make choices. Right. Absolutely. We have to make the choice to say, I'm not going to get weighed down by those negative things, and I'm going to focus on uh, what I have control over and what I can do. Recently, I have a a client who's um, engaged in an awful lot of change, both from a business standpoint, personal standpoint, family standpoint, and he was just really feeling adrift. What do I do? And I said, you know what? Go home and write a list of what you have 100% control over. (laughs) Because it felt like nothing was in his control. His career was not in his control. His family was not in his control. His literally living circumstances were not in his control. And it just feels like he was lost at sea. And when we met the next week, uh, he said, wow, I feel a lot better. And just the simple exercise of writing down what I have 100% control over is really empowering. And he found some things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you have 100% control over what you think. Yeah, there you go. You have 100% control over what you do. And you have 100% control over how you use the resources that are available to you. Yes, that's all very good. And when we start making these kind of choices, you're talking about that it uses energy. It actually also uses energy to use those extra um it takes energy to make those choices because it's a lot of times it's choices in a different direction than what we're used to right right and one of the things um that is very challenging particularly those who are in an environment uh where there's a lot of change happening to many people for instance if there's a work environment where change is happening in the organization is often there is sort of a, a sea of discontent. Yes. And people are feeling really negative and, and the mood in the, in the office or in the organization is really sour. And it's a tremendous, um, discipline. We need to, to take, we need to that. take a break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest is Barbara Kay, the top performer's guide to change. We'll be right back. <laughs> 